Thanks for popping into Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Aaron Rowling, and I have a co-host. Hey, hey. Paul Rowling <laughs> is joining me today. I can't I can't believe I've been asked back. This is my second time with you. You're not allowed to talk yet. Oh. I wasn't done with my intro. Forget that thought, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored that you have chosen to be with us today, and we're going to dive in. Now you can talk. Yay, let's try that again. I'm so happy to be asked back again. But now I might not be asked a third time because I did. Yeah, you might have just. I just might have sealed my fate. Ruined your chances. I did speak awfully quick. (laughs) So let's see what happens, shall we? We'll see what happens. Hey, we get to go on a date tonight. Yay, date night. Yay, date night. Been a little while. It's been a long while. Going to a new place. Yeah, we have a gift card. That's how you plan your dates, right? right. When you get a gift card from someone, you're like, oh, we can go on a date. Yeah, that works for me. Actually, it was for our anniversary, but we were on lockdown for our anniversary, so we didn't get to go out. Restaurant wasn't open yet either anyway, so. No, so here we are. We're going to. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, our kids were trying to uh, piggyback on our date. Not going to happen. No go. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to (laughs) happen. Nice try. They probably just wanted to go and we'd pay for them. Probably. That's probably what they were trying to do. Probably. I know their little tricks. (laughs) Tricks of the They can stay here with the younger siblings. There you go. They'll do just fine. They'll be like, you can have a movie night. That's right. And feed your siblings. Knock yourself out. (laughs) Knock yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so we uh, did our, the first podcast we did together, we did talk about some marriage stuff. And I just think that, number one, one of my favorite things to talk about with my husband is marriage. We're both believe that God is a fan of marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, and who can't have enough podcasts of marriage because yeah. it's marriage. One isn't going to fix the world's <laughs> one, problems, unfortunately. Two is not either. Yeah. So we might have over the next whatever podcast with marriage and there's no one else I would want to do it with because um, Paul and I do a lot of marriage counseling. We do. And I've told you guys that before, but yeah. we uh, recently just, well, we've done done quite a few weddings yeah, recently. It's been a busy summer for yeah, weddings. Yeah, it has been fall. a busy, all outside, of course, because you can't do them inside. But uh, recently we did our friend's daughter's wedding and uh, one of our favorite things that they do is when they pull everyone out that's married or a couple on the dance floor and they say, you know, we're going to see who's been married the longest. And when we were first married, we usually got X off. You're out pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Not a very long dance. No, not a very long dance. You're like, every, you know, like the first few lines of a song and you're like, eh, you're off. Yeah. But this year we're like, hey, I I mean, we knew we weren't married the longest, no. but we were like, hey, but but what happened is the DJ, after they axed off, you know, the first couple couples, he said, well, I'm looking out there and I'm seeing an awful lot of bald heads and gray hair. So... Yeah, I think he jumped from like five years to like 20-something. Yeah. Like, let's, let's get this thing moving. <laughs> let's get... Y'all have been married too long. Yeah, nobody was getting off the floor. Nobody was getting off the floor, which is awesome. That's great. That is very awesome. Because, you know. I think the winner was 64 years that day. Yeah. That night. So whenever they have the people who've been married the longest, they ask that question. You've probably been to a wedding where they've done this. They ask the question, so what advice would you give this newly married couple? And usually they say... 
Well, usually the guy says, I just do what she tells me to do. Okay. I've heard that one a lot. Okay, yeah, that's what the guy says. But the wife that's usually says, communication. Yes. Communication is key. It's everything. And it's true. Yeah. Communication is it. Can't a, argue with that. No, it's a big, big part of, of marriage. And um, I recently kind of, I, I actually thought it was a game. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I thought it was a board game. But it might I be, too. found out it was a book. <laughs> and so I kind of looked up some quotes from the book. And um, because it really is a true statement that men are from not actual Mars we're or very, Venus. very, very different. But we are. We're so different and we're from different planets and we have different ways of thinking and you're basically taking two people whose behavior is completely different and who communicate completely different and you just stick them together. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, make this work. Yeah. Well, I like to refer to it as, as a beautiful crash. I, I've said that at weddings. It's like, you're because the Bible says the two become one flesh. You're becoming one. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're crashing these two lives together that are so different and, and mindsets that are so different and, and you have to make this thing into a beautiful oneness and it's a it's a crash of two lives but it's meant to be a beautiful crash mm-hmm. and that's what that's what marriage is yeah ultimately. it's not it's not the old ball and chain it's, no it's supposed to be this i hope not <laughs> that wouldn't be any fun am i your ball ball and chain <laughs> i was starting to introduce you that way that's my, my ball old ball and chain, and chain. Yeah, that'll go over that well one over there there's my how ball many points will that get me Zero. Yeah, not too many. I'll stay away That's from that. That's not going to really, no. Don't ever say it. Don't ever say that about yeah, your don't, spouse. Don't That's my that. ball and chain over there. Um, but what is crazy is you take these two people, you put them together. And what's funny is in the beginning of a marriage, often the things that become irritating down the road really aren't a big deal in yeah. the beginning of your marriage. It's like, we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, like love covers a lot of things. You just don't see it first. When we do that premarital counseling, we're like, "Is there anything that irritates you about?" Th- oh no, we're in love. Yeah. But pretty quickly down the road, maybe after the first year, or maybe in six months of being married, the honeymoon is over. The, when the honeymoon is over, the thing that you were like, "Oh, I just love that about them," quickly becomes a thing that. You're like, oh my gosh. You're driving me nuts. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, um, and and that's something that you ask a lot of couples when we do uh, counseling, Mm -hmm. like after people have been married with each other that are struggling in their marriage, you'll say to them, so let's let's get back to the beginning. What what is the thing that, what made you fall in love with that person? And... I think that question takes people by surprise because they've, you know. Unfortunately, haven't thought of that in a while. Exactly. So I always think that's always a good question. And I like to watch the couple, the men begin to squirm because they got to think. Yeah. And the women usually know pretty quickly. Yeah. It's it's rare that it's opposite. Where I try to is. ask the woman first. Yeah. To, to give, give, the the, guy, give the guy a second to start so thinking. Nice. You know, because. Got to look out for the guys. They don't, anybody, they don't think as fast on they, their feet. They don't. Sometimes, sometimes it's the opposite, sometimes. but ra- rarely is it like that. <laughs> yeah. So you'll have someone, 
you know, answer the girl would be like, he's just, he was so strong and silent and, you know, just listen to me. And they're like, but now he never talks and yeah. I want to talk and he doesn't want to talk to me. It's like, wait a minute, I thought you liked the strong, silent type. Yeah. So that thing she fell in love with is... Now the irritant. Now the irritant. Or yeah. he's like, she was so bubbly and you know, organized and told me exactly what to do. And now it's, she's a nag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just nagging me all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, when we when we first got married, I mean, one of the things that attracted me to you was your humor. Mm. I definitely l- laughed a lot at mm. your humor. You made me laugh. Better than laughing at me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but um, now, 23 years later, People are sometimes like, oh, my gosh, you must just laugh all the time. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. All the no, time, No, I'd like him sure. to be serious once in a while. Every Again, now and then. Is, Every now and then. Yeah. 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 And, and so, yeah, it's easy to have those things that were great. Yeah. They kind of can affect you um, later in your, in your marriage. Um, and sometimes people let things slide in a relationship because they think that they can change the other person. Right. That's the, a lot of people have admitted that to us in counseling. They'll say, well, you know, I saw this before we got married and I, I thought I could change that. I'll just change them later. Yeah. Yeah. It it will be no big deal. Right. Um, A very wise man, my, um, a guy who's like a dad to me, Kirk had asked me actually when Paul and I were dating and, uh, on the verge of engagement, he said, so Aaron, let me ask you a question. If Paul didn't change at all, would you be completely happy with who he is as a person? Really great question. It is. It's it's a wonderful question because I think if you think there's anything you're going to change, you know, yeah. that's, that's not the right way perspective. Change is a bonus. Yeah. And she said, I only see 11 things I need to change. <laughs> Other than that, I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're great. You're so good. But everything else, yeah. But um, so one of the quotes that I read from that book that I thought was really good, it says, when men and women are able to respect and accept their differences, then love has a chance to blossom. Um, I don't know about you. Well, I know you, but listeners, mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied with just having a marriage. Not, I didn't get married just to have a marriage. I wanted a marriage that blossomed. Um, but in order for that to happen, you really have to learn to respect and accept who that person is. And on a side note, if you really love the person, you you want to change. Yeah. You want to change for the better because you want to bring your best self to the table instead of just being like, well, you know, if you have the attitude of like, well, that's just who I am, you need to accept it. Right. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Well, I mean, people think it works. <laughs> oh, there are certain aspects of our personality that, that it's who we are, yes. But when it comes to how we interact with our spouse, yeah, yeah I would hope the goal is I want to get better. That attitude will kill your marriage. Yeah. That's it, like that you're detracting points instead of yeah. adding points. And I like points. Yeah, points are are good. There's a verse in uh, Proverbs 27, 17 that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And if we let it, we can actually bring out the best in each other if we're willing to accept um, things we need to hear sometimes. Because 
iron sharpening iron. I mean, if you listen to that that sound, it's kind of. It's painful. I don't think it's yeah. It's painful. <coughs> exactly. It's not yeah. like this. Iron uh, is not soft. <laughs> no, true. It is not. It's it's not soft, and it's it's a process. Well, if you'll humble yourself. You know, it'll make you awesome because so often in marriage, in any relationship, we, we want to be right and we're defensive. And the minute you start to show it, say, you know, hey, when you do this or this thing is, I see this thing in your life or whatever, you know, unfortunately, we're so prideful often. We just, no, I don't. And, you know, you can't say that. And, and but, but if we just humble ourselves, it'll really make us better yeah. if we're teachable and humble and willing to, willing and wanting to grow. Yeah. And he's skipping ahead in the podcast right now. He's not supposed to say that yet. <laughs> Forget everything I just said. I'm being sharpened right now, You people. are being sharpened. She's sharpening me. Do I take it? Here's a test. Here's a know. test. Yes, dear. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't say that. So one of the ways to sharpen each other is insight into um, your spouse. Uh, so when Paul uh, looks for something yes. in our house. Oh, here it comes. Uh he, he, I'm about to be sharp. <laughs> <laughs> about to be sharpened. <laughs> Everyone, it's coming. Um, he will ask me um, before where the item is before he looks. And after 23 years, I have to say, it, it gets a little irritating to me. Personally, I get way more irritated. I think we did talk about that in our last podcast where we said I I do get more irritated than you do. And so, but that's just one of those little irritating things that happens. And, but what was really interesting is we kind of had a moment where he was looking for an envelope and he was actually standing right in front of the cupboard where the envelopes are. Like go, he, kno- go he knows that that's where the envelopes are. Like this is not, <laughs> the envelopes have never changed places since we've lived in this house, like you knew that they were there, but he looks at me and he says, are the envelopes in here? And I'm just like. That really got to her. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Like you're standing in front of where the envelopes are. You know that that's where the envelopes are, but you still gotta ask me if the envelopes are in there. And so I was irritated, but he looked at me and he said, why does that irritate you when I ask where something is. That's a good question, right? It was. It was it was insight because was. you said you asked me that question and I think for the first time in 23 years I was able to articulate I said because I feel like you're being lazy. And when she said that, that was like an eye opener to me. It's like, okay, I finally get it why you are bothered that I asked yeah. for the envelope because you saw that as you're just being lazy and I saw it as I don't know what I saw. Maybe I was being lazy. I would like to hear that. That's, that, that's possible. I might have been just being lazy. But so ever since she said that, I was like, okay, I got two choices in that moment. You know, we can start a brawl over this yeah. or just accept it. It's like, okay, well, that's that's how it was coming across. Maybe she's right. Maybe I just need to look. But you totally, what was really interesting in that moment is you looked at me and your response was like, okay, that's good to know. Like, mm. I never knew that. I think you yeah. said that to me. Yeah. I never knew that that I did, I did made you that. feel like I was being lazy. Yeah. And in that moment, you totally let yourself be sharpened. Yeah. And actually, this podcast kind of came out of that moment oh, because wow. it just hit, I think it hit both of us. Like, even after 23 years, you can have like these aha moments where you're like, oh. So if that podcast insight. came out of, if this podcast came out of that moment, it's really a good thing. 
that I asked for the envelope. <laughs> okay. So, because if people get help today, you know, so I'm just trying to help everyone. No. Yeah. And, so, and you, and one last thing, you said, uh, you know, you probably get more irritated with me than I do with you. My my rules are simple. You keep cooking. <laughs> you keep doing a few other things, and we're good. You're good. Yeah, Paul's I, I, good to go. I don't need much. Doesn't take much. You need a couple to things. Paul, happy man. <laughs> Keep those things coming. We're okay. good. Okay, right, we're sorry. not going to expound on those things because, uh, okay, good Lord knows what who is listening or what is listening or what rated is this? Seminar? Yeah, never mind. We'll try to, but anyways, in in the fact of insight, you know you. Respecting our differences and accepting the response of the other person is a moment where we both blossom. Yeah, amen. It and good. it was it was such a good a good moment. Good moment. So another line that I read from that book was learning from mistakes helps prevent repetition or negative patterns. And marriage is full of mistakes. Like yeah. that's just yeah. you know they're gonna happen. They're gonna happen. But let's face it, nobody likes to be wrong. No. <laughs> and that's kind of where you touched on being humble yeah. in, in a that's marriage. That's where I got a, ahead of myself earlier. Yeah, apparently. you did. You did. You got, yeah. you were a little ahead of the game. Um, but we can never learn from our mistakes unless we allow ourselves to be humble hmm. and admit that we need to change something. Yeah. Um, so like when Paul and I were dating, or well, through our marriage, when his mom was alive, your mom was a yeller. She was a yeller. Hot-blooded Italian woman. Yes. And what... And you said to me, and maybe we did share this in our other podcast, but whatever. I don't remember. Because um, <laughs> we're getting older. We're getting we old that was months ago. <laughs> we can't remember things. Um, you you looked at me. We were at an Italian restaurant. Yes. And your parents had gotten up because I think there wasn't the right butter on the table. It didn't take much. Yeah, for your mom. Your mom would yeah, be set off. Your mom was kind of set <laughs> off at the moment. So they went up yeah. to go tell somebody about it. And, of course, your mom's like, come on, James. Let's. Yeah. They had to both go and take care of the situation. Yeah. And you looked at me and you said, uh, if you're going to be a yeller, this is not going to work. Yeah, I, I said specifically, if you talk to me the way my mom talks to my dad. And don't get me wrong, I love my mom. She was great. But she didn't have that problem. I said, this isn't going to work if you're a yeller like that. Yeah. And, and sometimes you don't know what kind of spouse you're going to be until, just like you don't know what kind of mom you're going to be mm-hmm. or you know, parent that you're going to be. And I wouldn't have said that I was a yeller, but I think that into our, as we got into our marriage, I'm not a yeller, but I definitely can get hot. Yeah. And you've had your moments. Yeah, I've had my moments. And I can, I think I've told you guys before, I slam stuff sometimes. Um, and I remember one time we were in an argument. I don't even remember what we were arguing about. All I remember is we were in the bathroom. And it was by the hamper. So maybe it had something to do with... Could it be that my clothes weren't in the hamper? <laughs> that would never happen. It could totally have been that. But I don't know if that's what it was. But the Lord's I... really delivered me from oh. that, I believe. The clothes usually it make it in true. the hamper. It is Doesn't true. It? You Aww. have grown. I'm so proud of you. Uh, thanks. You just Well done. You get a star. Gold yeah, star. I get a star, everybody. <laughs> and in that moment, whatever I was hot about, um, you stopped me. And you just said, hey, when you yell at me, I don't hear you anymore. Yeah. You were just like, I check out. Yeah. I don't even hear what you're saying to me. It's true. And so that, I mean, like that had that effect on you. And um, in that moment, 
And this is where I think a lot of times is we we don't like to be wrong. I don't like to be wrong. And but when someone tells you the insight and you know kind of show you like okay, here's an opportunity to humble yourself in your marriage and accept what the person is saying hmm. and kind of take it in and realize okay, like I need to change this. And the thing is is it's it's a win. Yeah. Every single time you humble yourself in your marriage when the other person brings up something that you need to change and you weren't yelling back at me like, I don't hear you. You said it very calmly. You were mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't I don't hear you right now. And you will never lose. Yeah. You'll always win if you're willing. Because it's godly. You do things God's way, humble yourself. How can you not win? Yeah. But that could have been a negative pattern sure. that continued in our marriage and really wouldn't have gotten ourselves anywhere. Yeah. Where and I mean I think that we that that moment was an eye opening moment, but I was able to change that negative pattern in myself. I'm not saying I don't get hot still, but I think that I really took a lot from that because I do want you to hear me. Right. And if I want you to hear me, I You'll speak the right I'll speak the language. right language that you Well I think that goes two ways because you have to be brave enough, depending on the relationship, to speak up and say, Hey, what you're doing right now this isn't working yeah. as opposed to just yeah. letting the person continue to do a behavior yes. that you know is is making you shut down. You you got to you got to say something and say something yeah. in love and thank God, you know, if your spouse is like mine, thank the Lord, she was receptive to it and didn't just yell louder. Yeah. You know, she she changed it. Yeah. And so that's the iron sharpening the iron. For sure. And you can't expect someone to change Unless you let them know. Yeah, you, let you them can't know. change anything you don't know about. They're That's like, right. well, you sh- you should just know. Well, what am I, a mind reader? Right. Like, I've got to understand what I need to change. And yeah. so when you are presented with the change, it is up to you to humble yourself to ex- to change it. And as Aaron says, we do a lot of marriage counseling. And what we often see is the one spouse just keeps sweeping it under the rug, sweeping mm. it under the rug, not wanting to confront, not wanting to say, hey, this is becoming an issue until 10 years later when it manifests itself in some horrible, you know, adultery or some other way, all because there's this years and years of offense that w- was never addressed. Yeah. And so it's not healthy to keep yeah. things in. For sure. Another thing we bring into our marriage is our experience. Mm. Our, our marriages are molded by what our past experiences are. We are unique individuals with unique experiences. And you and I have very different operating systems. Very different. Um, I like to say that we're, it's like Apple and Android. I'm the Apple. I'm the I Apple. I said it first. I'll be, I'll be a green Apple. <laughs> you can be a red Apple. How about that? No. I'm not going to be Android. I'm not. There's one Apple. There's one Android. I don't hear you right now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't use that line. But both get, okay, we'll have to fight that one out. Who's Apple? Who's yeah, Android? Yeah. I had an Apple phone first. But I just got a new Apple phone today. Oh, look at so you. So maybe I'm the Apple. That's a sign maybe, from the Lord. Maybe, because I do think you have the newer one. I so. Anyway. But both are different. Yes. But both get the job done. Yes. Um, like you're you're a talker. You You talk think so? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. You talk through your... Um, whatever is in your mind. I think out loud. You think out loud. I do. Yes. I do think out loud. You think out loud. Whereas I do not think out loud. I process it. I think about it. Mm -hmm. And so when I say it, it's like, it's already a decision has been made. Like I'm not really think, I don't think out loud at all. And so we operate completely. 
completely different in that area, which can cause some issues. Well, I think my brain is smaller than yours, so I have to get the thoughts out. There's not enough room in there for the thoughts. Are you saying your head is smaller than mine? uh, It's all how you want to look at it. Anyway. (laughs) Because you have, have to, no hair. I have to think out loud. That's right. It's smaller. That's right. So, it's not uh, smaller. If you have the bigger head, you have you more want, room to put the thoughts. Do you want to say you have a smaller brain and I got the bigger brain? That's what I was, I'm giving you a compliment. Aww, look at you. You got caught up in the hair. Look at your brain. It's bigger <laughs> than mine. Look at that brain. That's a great compliment right there. I don't think that that's ever like... Is that attractive? Is you have that, such a beautiful brain. Look at, look at that. Look at that brain. Look at your brain. Hanging out of that Is that, that like head. a pickup line? Look at your brain. Could be. I don't know, but anyway. That'll be another podcast, Pickup Lines. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you had any of those. I don't, I don't think I did. I don't think you had I think any. mine were like spiritual. Yeah. Hey, you want a new Bible? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you I got me on our first. I did. For my birthday. I was expecting like a piece of jewelry and he gives me a Bible. Mm. We're not, uh, I mean, it was nice. The jewelry but, came later. Yeah, it did. But anyways, um, so yeah, so that. Our experiences play into our marriage. I got to get back on. It's hard with you to stay on track. I'm a talker. (laughs) I'm thinking out loud. You're thinking out loud. Um, But that can be because our experiences were different, but that can be often we look at that as a negative thing in marriage when really if we can learn to, like I have learned to know that you are just talking because for a long time, When you would say something, I would think, oh. It's And just a simple thing like, hey, ice cream sounds good. Now, I would never say ice cream sounds good unless I'm going to go get my shoes on and my purse and we're going to go get Dairy Queen. Yeah, she heard, get your shoes on, we're going to Dairy Queen. I was just like, hmm, ice cream sounds good right now. Okay, next topic. You know, like it was just a passing thought. And out it came, out my mouth. Uh Yeah. Don't mess with my ice cream. Don't ice mess cream. with me, dude. That, that'll get her hot. Yeah. Threaten ice cream and, and take it And this is away. something we're still, wor- we're still working on yeah. that. that. Well, the ice cream thing comes with the 24th year. Oh, is if it? If you study it out. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. The so, thinking so, out loud comes with yeah, it? Yeah, it's right around the corner. Praise oh, God. wow. Hang I've in only there. got like six more months. Hang so in that's there. fixed in, in our marriages. That's right. um, Which our experiences uh, from the past also affect who we are inside of our marriage. I know for me, um, growing up with a single mom, uh, we didn't really have a need for a man. Hmm. That, that wasn't needed. Problem is, when you're married, you kind of... Yeah. yeah. I would, like, if something broke, I'd kind of just take care of it on my own. And Paul's over there going, hey, I'm, I'm in this marriage. I would like to help you. And yeah. I'm like... Let me in. You know. Yeah, exactly. You're like, let me in. And my experience was like, there's no room for men. We don't need a man. <laughs> we ladies are all tough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But in order to have a healthy marriage, you need to realize, like, just because it's been your experience doesn't mean it's something we need to bring into our marriage. And some of those experiences, we have to recognize and change them. Mm-hmm. And also, the thing is, is I think that you were so gracious to me um, when we when I was going through that in the beginning of our marriage you would just be like, hey, I, I would have helped you with that. And you would also say like, hey, next time you're going to do something, why don't you let me help help you do that? And we'll do that together. You were very gracious to mm. me. So in your marriage, remember that some things are just coming up because it's experience. It's what we've 
gone through beforehand. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to recognize like, okay, this person has always dealt with it this way. And so your graciousness towards your partner is something that could really benefit both of you. Again, we're still working that's on right. that. Uh-huh. Well, we'll <laughs> but, always, you'll always work on that, but you're right. That's Again, it comes back to love and kindness. And, you know, the Bible says love never fails. That means yeah. it always wins. So when you choose to be gracious and kind and patient, you're always going to win. Yeah. And, and recognizing in marriage that we each have needs. We kind of talked about the five love languages mm-hmm. and stuff like that before, but there's other needs. There's like I have a need when I'm going through something of I like you to listen mm-hmm. to me. And I want to repair and fix and rescue. <laughs> and yeah, that's like, that's how you feel. Right. That's, I feel like I'm going to help you. That fills your need when yeah. I have the need of, hey, can you just listen to me and just sit there quietly and let me babble on? And and I just sit there with my lip quivering. Like, I want to, I want to give a solution. I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to so listen. So what you need to do. Right. Is... That's, that's what guys do. Here, here's the solution. Glad I could help. So yeah, I'm learning. But a need, a need is important to identify that that person needs to do this right now. Yeah. And instead of saying, okay, well, this is what what I want to do here. Um, whereas for you, a need is, and I mean, I think we both kind of have this now, but mainly in the beginning of our marriage, a need for you was like encouragement. Mm-hmm. You were like kind of like the little puppy dog over like, hey, look at me. Notice me. <laughs> and when you would scratch my ears, that really <laughs> rub my belly. I never, I never scratched. I really played into the puppy <laughs> we dog. You were like, this is going weird. <laughs> no. Oh, well, you said I puppy dog. I never kinda, scratched your I wanted ears to roll with ever. Um, that did not. So just being attentive to yeah, the sure. needs of each other. And recognize, like, this is a need in my partner right now, and I need to pay attention to yes. that. Yes. And because it's, and it, and that can even go, we'll go a step further, people, with the little boom, check boom, you know, stuff Oh, she's going there. <laughs> Any kids in the room better leave. I don't know where she's going to stay. Some of you are like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to say? Well, with Paul, you never know. So if he says something, I'm sorry. Filter's I'm, still working for the most part, well, though. Well, is, so is it really? Well, I don't know. So there's needs in that department as well. Mm. And I think that the needs are different. Yeah. What they say, men are microwaves, women are crockpots. Crock yeah. 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 So obviously, two different ways of yeah. cooking. Ooh, I like that. Two ways, ways of cooking. Two ways of cooking. We're talking about cooking today We're on the show. See? We're yeah. not inappropriate. No. Just kicking. Just, just using code words. Doing some cooking. <laughs> Kids are like, what What are you cooking? <laughs> what do you and dad cook? What do you mean by that? <laughs> hey, parents, you know if you have kids, like you have to have code words for stuff yes. because, you Mom know. and I are going to have a talk. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So when your kids find that out, that that's not what that means, that, that's that doesn't a fun work moment. anymore. That doesn't work anymore. I yeah. think for our younger kids, they don't. They don't know. But the older ones, they're yeah. on to us on. Yeah. On that part. But yeah, just being sensitive to the needs there. I know for me, especially after you've had kids, um, sometimes you don't feel so desirable. Um, You feel like a fluffy, fluff person. (laughs) You haven't had makeup on. You feel drained. And um, so I remember Paul wanting to go out and I was just like, that just seemed like way too much work. And uh, 
Carolyn, who's like a mom to me, she said to Paul, she's like, well, listen, if you want your needs met, you need to meet her needs and you go get a babysitter, let her get dressed up so that the whole night is taken care of and she can just relax and enjoy. And suffice it yeah. to say, all needs were met. <laughs> it was a good day. Sorry. I mean that in a spiritual Oh, in way. a very spiritual way. <laughs> in a spiritual way. So just remember, you know, needs go farther besides like emotional needs and yeah. physical needs and all of all the needs. I just want to close with this because I I just was kind of struck with this um, verse. We It was on a plaque at a wedding, and it's in Ecclesiastes 4.12, and it says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even better, three, sorry, three are even better, mm-hmm. for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Bottom line is, you and your partner you make a good team, but yeah, God into the mix and you can conquer all. Yeah, you're unstoppable with God in the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if any of the things we talked about, you're like, and I, I would encourage you, like I go back and listen to these podcasts and I, you know, talk to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, evaluate myself and, you know, just if you don't know, maybe you don't know what your partner's needs are. Maybe you have not been gracious to them when it comes to their past, bringing that into a marriage, or, you know, you haven't been able to accept things about that person. You're always wanting to change them. You know, communication, the Mm. bottom line is communicate, talk it through, go for a coffee date and just talk about those things. Because for us, when you hear the other person's heart, it's a game changer. It really- That's how you move forward. Absolutely. And so, and if you do that, like I love what you always say, you know, put God in the mix. The two of you work at it. I mean, you're we all have to work at it. It's work. And uh, but you put all that together, it says, you know, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And that means that you're going to have a rocking marriage. Rocking good marriage. Yeah. Yep. So Amen. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thank you, everybody. Just, thank you, Aaron. Thanks for uh, me be on your podcast <laughs> again. Our the craziness of Paul and Aaron, yes. and we just appreciate you guys. And hopefully, the things that we've walked through, the things we're we're still learning about each other. Oh, absolutely. And as we're sharing with you the things we're learning, hopefully, it will empower you to have an awesome marriage. Amen. Let's All go right. get ready for our date. Okay, sounds good.